Welcome to One Tired Teacher Turn Two Tired Teachers, episode 189. How do you build a strong classroom community? Today, we're talking all about classroom communities and team building and all those things that actually build that strong classroom family. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, we're back. And we're ready to talk about classroom community. I love oh, yes. That's my and- favorite. And not just classroom community at the beginning of the year, because I think when we think about community building, we think beginning of the year. We're going to be talking about how you can do it like throughout the school year. Absolutely. Because you will need to rebuild your classroom community constantly. There's a reason why at the end of the year, the kids are over each other. Like and, For sure. If you, and that's even more time to do yeah. it. <laughs> if you're not taking time, like in my district, in the last several years of when I was in the classroom, we had to, we had to, like, it was part, it had to be in our lesson plans. It was a lesson plan. Wow. Yeah. It was like one team builder, one um, classroom builder every single week. So we had to do things that like that pulled us <coughs> together and focused on like building, you know, building relationships in your team, but also building relationships at, in your class. And so even if it was something quick, like, and, you know, find someone who, or mm-hmm. a hand up pair, you know, stand up pair up. And they did a quick, like, what did you do over the weekend kind of thing? And then, you know, you talk, move a little bit more hand up in your hand up and you pair up again, because the, the lessons that occur, it's not even just that activity. It's the lessons that occur in what, when we talk about, we're not going to avoid other kids. Like you're not yeah. running away from another student when they have their hand up. It's it, you're pairing up with that first person that you see. And it's really good conversations about how it feels when somebody tries to avoid you and how hurtful it is. Yeah. So much that's so much of that social and emotional learning that's going on in things like classroom building. And even if it's not just like, I'm, you know, the activity itself, does that make sense? No. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I think as a teacher, you're kind of the head of the class and you're setting the tone for how we want our students to communicate with each other and to us as the teacher. And so it's so important to have those kind of mini lessons within the lesson about we're not going to run away from students when it's our turn to work with them. We're not going to treat or say things to others that we wouldn't want said to ourselves. And I think it's really important to have those lessons now more so than ever. And maybe if you haven't listened to the episode, uh, 183 was social emotional learning, right? 184. Mm-hmm. 184. 180, 184. <laughs> 184 was all about social emotional learning. And that's a great episode. So you can always go back and listen to that one. Cause this, I think plays into that a little bit more. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, okay. So what do you, what do you think teachers need to do to, to really, to build that strong classroom community. I have a couple different things. Yeah, so I, I don't have to give them all right now. We can kind of chat back and forth. But my first one is building a classroom where students feel safe to make mistakes and to coach each other. 
that's huge for community building. One way that I was able to do this in a classroom almost seamlessly, like it wasn't its own separate activity is when we were doing, um, when I would model, like if we were learning a new math concept, I would model it up on my whiteboard and then I would have students come up and do some practice and it would be guided practice that the class would be involved in. The students would be down on the carpet. And so I would put up three problems on the board and I would choose three students to go up and work those out. And then we would vote as a class on whether we agreed with the answer that the students had come up with using simple hand signals, thumbs up if we agreed, thumbs in the middle if we're not sure, thumbs down if we disagree. And then we would have a discussion about whether why we agreed or disagreed. And then if a student was truly made a mistake, I would ask another student to coach them and they would go up. And of course, this is done through a lot of modeling, especially at the beginning of the school year. But we would talk about to coach someone means you're not telling them the answer. You're not going up there and saying the answer is supposed to be 23. No, you're going to go up there and tell, show them or talk them through like, hey, can why don't you relook at how you added this side or you forgot to regroup here or, you know, you didn't line up your numbers or whatever it was. You, you don't give them the answer. You help guide them to it. And that coaching moment, I mean, it's hard as a, as an adult to be coached even more in front of a group of students, but we created such a class of rapport that kids were excited. Number one, to be up on the board answering questions, but number two, got to be like a coach to someone. So yeah. even those kids who were more shy and stuff wanted to be up there and help. And it really became kind of this classroom community building activity really without I don't they, want to say without trying because there was modeling, but it wasn't yeah. like I didn't have to do a separate thing. But did they have of my to math be lesson. in front of the class? It was a group discussion. Okay. So yes, um, it was in front of the class. I yeah i I like the like I like to use Rally Coach, which is also from Kagan. We've talked about yes, positive learning. Um, but I did it. They were at their seats. Like, they yes, yes. The and that would definitely happen back at the seat. But for this one, it was like a guided practice. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a teaching moment and we're going to learn together and it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. This doesn't, this is a safe space. And through those constant discussions, it, we were able to build a really tight knit community where we valued each other. Yeah. Um, but I think let's talk more about Kagan, um, the rally coach, because I think that's an easy one. Once again, that teachers oh, can do yeah, community I building. Will. And you can do that with any, any activity. I mean, it was, e- I feel like it was super easy to do with math, even in our math books, like it, w- it would be like, number one would be a, you know, person a, and then number two would be person B. And so when, per- when the first person was, the, I, they was, was called rally coach, one of them. And I used to tell them, I'm like, one of you is the coach. So B would be mm-hmm. the coach and A would be the teacher. I would say that, that they were the teacher. I added this. This isn't, it doesn't say that in Kagan, but I just thought it made more sense. And I'm like, when you're teaching your coach, you are telling them, you are explaining your thinking. So it's like someone has lifted off the top of your head and they are looking into your brain <laughs> and they can see what's going on in your brain. People can't see in your brain if you're not telling them why you're deciding what you're doing, you know, with that particular math problem, or it could be like a grammar question, or it could be, it could <sighs> even be like a reading comprehension passage or whatever it is. You're explaining your thinking. So I want to hear you explaining your thinking to your coach. And so you're, so the teacher is the one that's talking and the coach is the one that's, that's, 
coaching and the coach is actively listening. And then it's, they are guiding you if you start to go off track. Now a coach doesn't give you the answer because coaches don't tell you the answer. They just help you get to the answer. So they are not going to just take over and they're going to help, you know, if you start going in the wrong, on the wrong path, they're going to show you, Hey, why don't you try using your hundreds chart? Or why don't you try, you know, whatever. And, and so then they are practicing actively listening. Mm -hmm. They're practicing, you know, helping another student and they're giving them praise. We talk about what specific praise looks like and sounds like, and then they would reverse the roles. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, and it was so powerful. It was so, so powerful. It was my fate. One of my favorite (sighs) strategies is actually rally coach. I used rally. And it's very easy to do. Very easy. With any worksheet activity, you basically, somebody does all the odds or someone does the evens or just back and forth. Um, Even on your whiteboards, you could even pose a question and have them do rally coach with their whiteboards. I use whiteboards all the time. My parents were like, my kids clothes are getting ruined with um, dry erase markers. (laughs) What? What were they? Were they coloring on their clothes? Like, I I don't even understand that. I'm like, just send in an extra... um, shirt and he can just put the shirt on when we're doing whiteboards. Cause I'm not going to stop doing whiteboards. It's high engagement and I can see everyone. Were they doing- wiping the whiteboard with their shirt? No, I don't know what the problem was. It was like, it was, didn't happen very often. It was like a few no. kids that were very messy. <laughs> I mean, I love but, whiteboards um, too, but I never had any parents complain. But I think um, those things where you make that community safe, I exactly, I remember one year and I think I was telling you this off air where I was really into Um, John Wooden, who was the coach of the um, UCLA basketball team. He was a very famous coach and he's written many books on leadership, just an unbelievable man. So many different famous basketball players like attributed their growth as a person and as a player to his coaching. So he wrote a book called Pyramid of, of Success and he wrote it for adults, but he also wrote a children's book version or helped write the children's book. And so they had all these pillars of like, um, you know, empathy, kindness, cooperation, responsibility, like all these things that we want our kids to embrace. And so in my classroom, I had like, I created the pyramid with like, you know, those shirt boxes that you can get that you wrap at Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. I wrapped them and then I had a big word in front of it. And it was like responsibility. And then the next one, you know, um, compassion, whatever. And so we would go through each each week we would focus in on one of the attributes and we would read a story about that kind of behavior. We would talk about what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, and we would do activities around that. And it was so powerful for the kids. Like they, that was yeah. like one of my best classes ever. And it's because I took the time to do like that character building. And, and it was, it was a community building activity. I, it was yeah. just so powerful. I love it. And another one I love is, um, the tools for citizenship and life. Have you ever heard of that? And it's no. oh, so good. I'm shaking my so head. No, but I got it. I got so it. I got a link to that in the show notes because it, it yeah. gives you lists of books to use it lists activities to use for each thing. And, and it's like, um, you know, be an active listener, uh, no put downs. Like, I can't remember what the, um, all the like life skills, like life skills and then lifelong guidelines. So it's, I don't know. It's so good. So I'll link to that. Yeah. That those programs actually remind me a lot of leader in me, which I know is a thing that a lot of schools do. It it can go to a whole nother level, but my first year, um, when I switched schools, 
and I went to a Title I school um, from a non-Title I, I was, I really struggled that first year with my students because they were really mean to each other. Mm. And I knew we needed community building, but more than what I could give than just these little like team building activities. So I started doing the leader in me in my room, just mean, it wasn't a school initiative, but there is a free, I have a free resource on my website. If teachers are interested in looking at that and we'll put that in the show notes, but it's um, basically it's a interactive presentation and each section has like a mini lesson and a video and we would talk about it in there. So each week for like eight weeks or whatever, five, forget how many, there's six of them. So for like six weeks, you, you would just kind of go through. And I'm going to tell you, even just after the first lesson, it was amazing. The transformation I saw in my room. And I remember, um, about halfway through the first, my, my first year in third grade, my principal had come in to do an observation and we were doing a writing activity and the students were, um, once they finished, they had to find someone to edit their writing. That was part of the routine. And he was amazed at the number of students who were willing to help edit or be edited. He just couldn't believe that they were so like open and helpful. And he literally wrote um, a quote, one of my students said, which was, you know, I really would like to read your writing. Can I look over it for you? I'm excited to see what you wrote. And he literally wrote, wow, next to it. Like that came out of a kid's mouth about writing. And it was funny, but I realized that as much as I would like to say, well, it's just because I'm a great teacher. No, it's because I use this program to help guide us into better understanding how we can be better for our community. Yeah. Um, and, and they so, have, have to teach them to, to, yeah, to do that. Exactly. To them to, to praise one another and not just good job, but you yeah. know, I liked whatever it is. And I just, no, I think that I love that. And when you see kids like praising each other and like supporting one another, mm-hmm. oh, it's such a huge, it's yeah. just powerful. And I think that's a huge part of community building too, is like too. teaching students how to give specific praise and not just say good job, but you know, that's another reason why I liked Kagan, right? The cheers. Yes. I love the cheers. All the little cheers. The roller coaster cheer was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All the cheers. Just, it creates such a positive environment, man. We should have had this episode sponsored by Kagan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, no kidding. We I, really yeah. are just singing the praises of that. If you're not familiar, <laughs> they have a book. They do. They have tons of books. They have so yeah. many resources. They have the uh, website. Um, I will link to that in the show notes. I think I love Kagan. I think Kagan is, that was hands down the best training I've ever gotten in it, as a teacher. Going to the five-day training was just. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So, we did training yeah. at our school. I went to a training and then I brought it to my school and we, I, I headed up the training at my school. Um, and it was such an amazing experience to be able to bring that energy yeah. And re- rejuvenation truly to the classroom. Um, it, it, all right. Yeah. I had a teacher tell me when I, uh, one time she's like, okay, oh, that's so old school. And, and I'm like, what? Like, that's just something that you just don't let go of. And then I looked around uh, yeah. the culture of the school and, sh- and I'm like, they're all in rows here and everybody's like individually raising their hand. This isn't even like, I'm, I'm like, this school needs some of that. And I was that like, it feels more so, old school than I know. I'm like, don't yeah. be so judgy. It was, <laughs> and I don't care anyway. Cause I think there's some things that you hold on to because they're really solid and true. Like when you're exactly. getting, 
when exactly. you have that many kids engaged in learning, that's when, you know, that's, that's the nugget you take years. on Absolutely. over the years. Yeah. yeah. I have two more to share and then we we'll probably should wrap up our episode. Cause like normal, we're always so chatty, <laughs> but I think for community building is a group goal. And I, I think, and this has worked for me, whether I was in kindergarten all the way up through fifth grade is collecting compliments as a class mm. and earning some type of reward after a certain number. So for example, um, you know, when I taught second grade, we had like a puffy jar. It was like these little puffs that I found at the oh, craft. Oh yeah, store. I, I have that. Yeah. And we would put them in, you know, and every time we got a compliment as a class, whether from me or someone outside of our classroom, um, yeah. special area or whatever, we would earn a puffy for the compliment. And after we got to a hundred puffies, let me tell you, it took a while, but we got it and they were so excited. We would count them you know, which was a great counting routine too. We would count them and then we got to a hundred and they got to vote on their prize. And that was like blew their minds. Yeah. They got to vote, you know? And I mean, it was funny because they pick all kinds of cool. Sometimes one, one year I had a group of kids that wanted extra reading time. They wanted extra silent reading time. And I was like, You've done something special there. Yeah. Um, oh, so cool. We had like smoothie day with popsicles, extra five minutes, extra recess, no homework, anything and anything. And then the kids would all vote down. And then it would be the one that had the, you know, after yeah. we would do like a basically yeah. a bracket down and that would be it. But it was a huge community thing because they would be so excited. <gasps> we got a compliment. We got to put it in the jar. They were so proud of themselves that they had worked together to achieve. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing, and I, Trina, I think I know you do this. We had talked about this, um, not on an episode, but off air about team points. Oh yeah. Sitting students in groups of teams. And now that we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, I think we're going to see students sitting in groups again. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing so. team points and allowing students to earn team points together and then having a small something that they can earn once they reach a certain number. I don't want to say we have to always reward, but it's fun to to earn something together with your group. Yeah. I always would do lunch bunch. They would get lunch bunch and they would come sit with me and, and eat lunch with me in the classroom once they got 10 yeah. points or whatever it was. I, they loved that. They do love that. My own children loved that. And I did that. I did that earlier on, but then like, as I went along and teaching, I'm like, Oh, I need, I need to be away from them. So I'm no, I get it. I do. I I'm not it. saying we but had lunch bunch every day. It was only when they got their points to do. I would let my, they would be like to get to get their things first, or they would get to go to smart stations um, before everyone else for like an extra five minutes or three minutes or something like that. If they were the winning team. So it was something, something easy that I could do every single day that I didn't yeah. have to, um, you know, buy anything or anything like that. So, or they get to like, they line up early or something like that. Um, I don't know why they love the shoes off thing. Yeah. (laughs) We called that stinky feet. Oh, I have stinky feet today. They would, as we did those classroom coupons Uh um, that they could earn, like they would get tickets and they could get a classroom coupon at the end of the week or whatever. And oh man, always the stinky feet one or like an animal or stuffed animal on their table. Yeah. Kids are kids, man. Like, I think we just, we chalk them up to be like these little mini adults. And it's so not true. They are kids. Kids. They love little, like, 
gosh, the little um mark the little pets. erasers or oh, desk yeah. pets too, but like the little mini erasers. Oh yeah. Like collect right. them. Stickers, like little trinkets. Yeah, they do. They like candy. Little... Oh my god, so much candy. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that wraps up the episode for community building which you will do all year round. Yes. All year um, round. You want to keep going because if not, you're going to feel the difference in your classroom. Yeah. And it's okay to stop and redo some community building activities if you need to, um, sure. or take student or remodel how we're going to be talking to students during rally coach or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't forget to check the show, show notes for all the resources we were discussing in today's episode. Yep. Until next week. Sweet dreams and sleep tight.